Jumbo, everyone, and welcome to another episode of uh, Radio Harambe's Safari Mike Planet Watch. For those of you who have uh, are frequent listeners of the show, you'll know the Planet Watch is kind of like a very brief um, show detailing either an animal and the conservation or just conservation issues in general. But today we're going to start a new type of Planet Watch, a little bit unique. In fact, I have uh, my guest, uh, my, my co-host, I should say. Uh, Christina is here with me, and we are going to, for the first time, do a zoo or aquarium review. And today we're going to talk about the San Francisco Zoo, as both uh, Christina and I recently went to the West Coast. Um, we did a little Napa Valley, a little Monterey Bay Aquarium, and we also stopped at the San Francisco Zoo. But uh, as before I get to that, I want to remind everyone about our uh, T Public score. Go on to either... Uh, the our Instagram uh, sites, which is at Disney's Animal Kingdom or at Safari underscore Mike or my Twitter at Jumbo Everyone, and you'll see a link to our T Public store. All proceeds, every single dime that we make, goes to conservation. And now we are donating to uh, Red Panther Conservation in honor of the most recently released Pixar movie, Turning Red. Uh, so go on our store. Check out all the designs. Almost all of them, uh, other than the first few, uh, were done by Christina. They're fantastic. You can get, we recently put up Jiko and Beastly Kingdom uh, and a couple of other designs. So check them out. More recent than that. What is more recent than Jiko? Uh, We did. No, we, we just released four of them for the Red Panda release. Oh, that's right. We did. So anyway. So M- Maggi was right, one of right, them. Right, uh, What's the place in Pandora? Satuli Canteen Satuli we did. Satuli Canteen, uh, the bar in Asia. Thirsty River. Thirsty River. Mm-hmm. And that's then um, the shop. Mombasa Marketplace? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We did do Mombasa Marketplace. That's right. Yeah, I know, right? We should have looked at them before we... But they're all on our Public store, so uh, go check it out. Um, I've said this many times. designs, too. I should be able to remember them. I know you were particularly proud of the uh, Satuli Canteen design. I I really love that one. So uh, we will... uh, So anyway, go on there, buy them, know that all the money that uh, we make from that goes directly to Red Panda Conservation now. Uh, we just finished doing oh, copies of you know conservation, and we raised uh, you know some money for them, so it's uh, it's a good thing. But so let's start by talking briefly about the San Francisco Zoo. I will tell you um, overall, I've been to many zoos, as I'm sure you all know, um, and this one is not one of my favorites. It was a nice little zoo, um, you know, for such a major metropolis. San Francisco Zoo is not like a uh, a huge zoo. You saw there, they're like, there's no space whatsoever. I'm sure the zoo was happy to get what they were able to as far as space. Because it's, it, it's packed in San Francisco. San Francisco, you are packed on each other because everybody's on this little uh, and, island. So, As we are, you know, a podcast about conservation. I think anytime you get the chance to go to a zoo when you're on vacation, go support the local zoos and the work that they do for conservation. 
And Lord knows that uh, I'm doing that. So we're going to you know, kind of go through a step-by-step process here of you know, sort of like topics that we want to cover real quick. The first one being uh, the variety of animals. Um, I noticed that um, the San Francisco Zoo has a large section on Africa. Uh, they have, um, you know, they have gorillas is their great ape, although we did see uh, some orangutans as well. They do a pretty good job of, of uh, uh, primates. I will say that they are in the middle of constructing what looks like a pretty cool exhibit on Madagascar, which uh, is a usually underrepresented uh, type of animal. I know the Bronx Zoo has a big Madagascar area, but... You know, they um, Bronx is one of the few that have numerous different types of lemurs and fossa and stuff like that. And these guys, the San Francisco Zoo, is going to be opening one up soon. Um, what were your thoughts on the variety of types of animals we saw? Uh, I thought, it, you know, it wasn't. It was. I think your initial. It's a little zoo mm-hmm. was was accurate. It's a. It was a smaller zoo, but um, there were some unique animals that I was very happy to see. And there were enough uh, variety of animals that it kept everyone engaged. Absolutely. And it's a couple of unique ones that, uh, you know, I, I I really wanted to see the cassowary, which we, you know, is not typical in zoos. Also, they had koalas, which is, um, they're only in a handful of zoos across the country. So it was nice to see that. And they also had Mexican wolves, which were uh, super endangered. There are a few zoos that have them. I've seen them before at the Cincinnati Zoo, but not a lot of zoos have them. Those are kind of the, those are a couple of the types of animals that uh, were pretty unique for this zoo. Yeah, and I, I don't know how unique it was, but my boys were very excited to see the red panda, which um, I know you've said you, you know, it. We're 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 oh. we're kind of, we're. Raising money for the panda conservation right, That's right. now. So. I love red pandas. Yeah. They're great uh, animals for zoos. And many zoos have uh, red pandas. Yeah. Although most of them, if not all of them, are in cooler weather areas, such as the Northeast, San Francisco, you know, the Midwest, like Chicago, and, you know, those got Detroit and all those places. It was cooler in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco doesn't get quite as hot as it does down here in Vegas. No, I mean, in Central California, and then it's, you know, it's by the water. So, um, you know, as it was explained to us, we also visited a national park while we were there that it never really gets too hot because you get that coastal uh, weather and breeze right, right off the ocean and it never gets too cold. So it's actually probably a really good temperature for, Certainly you is. know, for zoos because they don't have to deal with either a um, high heat or low lows, it kind of stays temperate due to being so its proximity with the ocean. Obviously, an island. Agreed. Um, it, it, it was. It's a nice uh, area, obviously, uh, temperature wise. And now, with regards to the exhibits, which is another thing we want to talk about real quick. I mean, they were kind of relatively simple. I mean, they 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 certainly you, you there was nothing that was bad by any means. Um, you know. You see horror stories of zoos, the concrete jungle and, you know, lions in cages and things like that. Oh, the exhibits were well done. Um, there wasn't too many that were, like, extraordinarily huge or anything like that. Um, they did have elephants. They did have giraffes. So they, they had plenty of space. Mm-hmm. They did a decent job of, of, of the exhibits themselves. There wasn't too much. I kind of like when they incorporate human culture into exhibits, like uh, – 
showing some like artwork from the area or, or make it feel like you're in that area to some degree. Uh, obviously, Disney's Animal Kingdom does a fantastic job of that, but th- we didn't really get too much of that. Even their Africa area, there wasn't a lot of African kind of... No, um, I know you're big on bird houses, mm-hmm. um, and I let you go and see that because the kids were chomping at the bit to go to the playground. Right. How was that? That was okay. Uh, they, they, I went to there was a building that's a like sort of South American. Um, it was okay. Um, the aviary itself, the free flight aviary, uh, those are always great to you know, you're walking around. Uh, you know, free flying birds. So that that's that's great. Um, but the Amazon area, I was kind of a little disappointed in that it wasn't that great. Um, now, the park layout itself, which is another thing we want to talk about, <laughs> very confusing. Christina's laughing because uh, – I'll let you tell it. Well, uh, I think we went day after I ran a marathon. Yes. And, um, uh, yes, um, yes, day after. And, and for those who don't know, I did run this one with a knee injury. So I was really hurting that day. And, uh, and Mike doesn't quite have much sense of direction. <laughs> so – he had us trotting all over the place based on what he thought the map said, yeah. and uh, and we were going in circles. So a little bit confusing on the layout, but I think part of it had to do with the fact that they were building that new exhibit that cut it off. Yeah, the Madagascar, the Madagascar exhibit that we talked about earlier is smack dab in the middle of the, of the zoo. Mm-hmm. So it, it was kind of confusing. It's not laid out great. It's hard to – I mean, it's not like – like Disney's Animal Kingdom, the hub and spoke kind of thing, where you you know you know you go. I mean, it's it's kind of confusing. Um, now, with regards to you mentioned your children um, having fun. The, one thing I will say about the San Francisco Zoo that it does a pretty good job for kids. There is a big playground, uh, and we've talked about it on Animal Kingdom shows all the time about how we want more playgrounds in the parks. They had a big one here, and they also had a very good area for uh, children's exhibits, which which is where the Red Panda was. Mm -hmm. They had an insect zoo there. They had some other um, attractions in like a kid area. They did a very, they did a nice job with that. They did very well for kids, and I gotta say that playground, um, it looked like something from Disney. It was um, there was one that was themed for like an iceberg or right. something. So everything was like you were crawling around in a giant iceberg. There was another one that was what was it wooden? Yeah, it was kind of like the woods, kind of yeah. But I mean, kids need energy out. Mm-hmm. They're not like adults that can go from exhibit to exhibit. So that was really good. And then they had like an area where you were the size of an ant. I want to say. Yeah, there was all sorts of animal st- uh, statues you can climb all over. Yeah. Yeah, and it you know. A lot of edutainment, I guess you could say, um, throughout it so that kids could learn about the animals um, as well as and as, you know, just Mm -hmm. going and seeing them. Mm So, um, I think we pretty much covered the San Francisco Zoo. We didn't see any of the programs. They did have some, some talks I saw, but we didn't see any of them. We went pretty late in the day. Yes, we did. Um, so we, we missed most of the actual programs or attractions that, um, that I think we could have spoken to, but, um. Yeah. I mean, uh, I will say I saw a lot of docents walking around. There was a lot of volunteers there to engage. Like Christina said, it was sort of the tail end of the day. The last couple hours, the the thing was open. So most of that stuff is kind of late morning, early afternoon, typically. Um, so it was kind of quiet. 
uh, and it was kind of uh, I, most of that stuff had ended. The, the other thing is that even though the park, the uh, zoo was not closed yet, they started taking animals off exhibit because um, because we knew we had limited time. We everyone got to pick one animal they really wanted to see. And I know my son really wanted gorillas, and by the time we got made it over to that part, they had already taken the gorillas in. And I don't know if that was a temperature thing, because it was getting chilly. But it wasn't cold enough for that, though. I don't think. Yeah, just it was near the end of the day, and my thought is, if the zoo's open, you know, maybe someone paid that money just to go see the gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> and the the gorilla is a good example of the exhibit itself. I mean, it was perfectly fine, but it was pales in comparison to. Some of the really good gorilla exhibits it. across the country. I thought it was okay. It was okay. I mean, it's Just no, there was no gorillas. right. It's nowhere. So many, it was pretty big, and there was so many different viewing areas. We were running around the whole thing, being like, "Well, maybe we'll see him if we go to that window. Maybe we'll see if yeah. the other." And I guess lesson learned: if you go to the San Francisco Zoo, don't go near the end of the day. Go early. That's typical for that many morning. zoos, though. A lot of times they'll start bringing them in before actual closing. That, that's true for a lot of zoos, oh, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But the one other thing I wanted to cover was, if anything, can sort of tie it into Disney's Animal Kingdom since we are an Animal Kingdom show. What would you like to see taken from the San Francisco Zoo to uh, Animal Kingdom? Is there anything that you saw that was like, oh, I wish they had that at the Animal Kingdom? For me, simply put, red pandas. But other than that, anything yeah, you... you know, actually, having seen the red panda, and it was just so playful. Mm-hmm. It was really fun to watch. I don't. It's it's definitely. Um, it's something that people can sit and watch for a while. It's definitely an attraction. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure why they don't have them there because they had all of these like kid toys <laughs> in there, and the thing was just playing and playful and running up, and it, it was the kids had a lot of fun watching the red panda. I like koalas. I know right. they just sit there and sleep in a tree, but... It's- Koalas are boring zoo animals, to be honest. <laughs> I know, but I like them. Um, you know, and then the cassowary was kind of impressive, and not as big as you made it sound. So, um, I know you've long since said that they should put cassowaries in the dinosaur area. And yes. It's not huge. It's more the size of an emu than an ostrich, so... Uh, that's true. Yeah, ostriches are the biggest birds in the world. So, yeah, they're not the size of an ostrich. picturing something gigantic. You kept telling the kids they were... It's pretty big. <laughs> well, I mean, they are they are sort of velociraptor If you look at their feet, they have the huge claws. They have that crest on their head. They kind of yeah. got a dinosaur kind of vibe to it. They do. Um, I mean, it, they aren't... They are not ostrich size. They're probably closer to emu size. Maybe a little smaller than the emu, but hmm. pretty. It, it's a hardy bird. <laughs> yeah, they've killed people. I mean, with they their claws, they, they they'll kick out and they'll, they've, they've killed. But anyway, so yeah, cassowary and red pandas would be what I would take over. Um, and the playground was pretty cool. That would be nice in the oh. in that in a, uh, in Disney's Animal Kingdom too. Maybe by Rafiki's Planet Watch or something like that. I think anything that gives kids a break. Uh, during the day is is always welcome. That's why the Boneyard's so popular. That's why the uh, Redwood Forest in DCA, I'm sure I'm missaying that. But right, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's why that one's so popular. But the more little areas that you have, and, and we'll, do, we'll do a review of the other zoo, Aquarium, mm. that we went to. Um, that one had 
the tiniest, babyest playground. But you know what? There were kids all on it, and the kids got to run around and have a break. And I think no matter what the size is, giving kids a break midday is good. Uh, we'll talk about Monterey Bay on another uh, show, but uh, spoiler alert, it's one of my – It's uh, probably the best aquarium I've ever been to. Um, but, but we'll talk more about that uh, on a different date. I don't think that's, I think that's it for San Francisco. Is there anything else you want to add or are you good? No, we said we weren't going to review like the store. Or uh, whatever. I mean, the store, the store was whatever. I mean, they have some decent, they actually had some decent t-shirts and stuff. It wasn't for a zoo store. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, uh, I was surprised. It was huge. <laughs> for such yeah, a small no, it was pretty dip. good. It was pretty good, to be honest. I got a shirt. They had some cool designs, uh, yeah. unique designs. I they thought it was pretty good. San Francisco stuff, too, like local right. stuff. I think they realized that people are visiting from out of town. And so it wasn't um, – there is a variety of different things. Yeah, no, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, but anyway, so that's our little take on the San Francisco Zoo. If you're in San Francisco and you have some time, I think it's worth a a, a a couple hours. I mean, like you said, they had you know some animals there that are endangered. That mm-hmm. you know, it's going towards conservation in the end. And I don't think it was crazy expensive. No, so. no, it wasn't. I mean, we're, obviously, we're not talking Disney prices. It's not a hundred dollars. Like, uh, I want to say it was thirty bucks to get in, maybe something like that for an for adult. Adults, yeah. but I think only like fifteen per child, something which like I that. thought was very reasonable because obviously they want kids to go there and learn. Yeah. So yeah, and then that's not outrageously priced for a zoo. Most zoos are in the thirty to forty dollar range for an adult. Um, certainly a bigger city zoo, yeah. not you know like a roadside menagerie, but like a, a real zoo um, is going to be that much. Something I would say though, right now you have to make reservations. That's true. Um, it is in California, COVID, right. so you have to make reservations online. You have to buy your tickets online. Uh, but know that even though you buy your tickets online, you have to go to the ticket booth and pay for parking. It was kind of stupid. <laughs> it was kind of stupid that they, you know, they're making you reserve and buy your tickets so online nice. to, I guess, avoid a line. But they make you go on a line anyway. Yeah, everyone had to stay in the line to pay for their parking. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of silly. That was kind of silly. I agree. So just a heads up on that because we were very confused and, and it did cut into our time. So. It did. It did. Uh, who knows how long that's going to last with COVID? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you have to reserve your time. They told me that if you pick a time, even if you show up like an hour later than your entry time, it's okay. They're not going to bust your chops. Yeah. They'll let you in. So. And there was a, a nice older couple in front of us that wasn't there just to pay for parking. They ended up paying for their tickets. So I think as long as they were overwhelmed, they were just letting people. Yeah. I mean, out. again, this was at the end of the day. So it wasn't, yeah. I mean, we were, they're not expecting a lot of people walking in at three o'clock in the afternoon for with two hours left in the park. So um, anyway, so that's our take on the San Francisco Zoo. I hope you enjoyed it. And if, and if anybody ever goes there and um, check it out, let me know what you think. Uh, but that's uh, another episode of Safari Mike's Planet Watch. And again, listen to the beginning of the show and go to our Tee Public store. And we will be back soon with another Planet Watch talking about the Monterey Bay Aquarium, which we saw the very next day. So uh, thank you, Quaharini, and go well.